1: On this episode of The Conversation Piece, we present The Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence, made possible by the Canadian Women's Foundation and produced by The Walrus Lab. On the podcast, experts from various industries talk about supporting abuse survivors and changing a culture of violence that happens behind closed doors. If you're not in an intimate partner relationship or part of a particular gender group, is it your business or place to get involved if issues arise? Can you actually help a co-worker, family member, friend, or peer if you suspect they're being abused? Most people still feel a stigma that this should be dealt with behind closed doors. Welcome to The Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence, a series of episodes made possible by the Canadian Women's Foundation and produced by The Walrus. I'm Emma Mackenzie-Hillier. 44% of all women experience psychological, sexual, or physical intimate partner violence in their lifetime two-thirds of us know a woman who has experienced this. A woman is killed by violence every 48 hours. This usually only accounts for what is reported, as a lot of this still happens behind closed doors. Paulette Sr. is the CEO and President of the Canadian Women's Foundation. She explains how confronting biases around gender-based violence is critical for supporting survivors, and outlines what tools are available to those in crisis through the Canadian Women's Foundation. Paulette spoke at the Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence.
0: Imagine working closely with someone every day, doing projects together, sitting side by side at your desks. Imagine starting out as co-workers and colleagues and over the years eventually becoming friends. Imagine her coming to work one morning with a saddened, tired face. Imagine her telling you that her partner hit her last night and she was so scared. She cried all night, but she came to work in a complete daze. What would you do in this situation? My name is Paulette Senior. I'm the President and CEO of the Canadian Women's Foundation. Thank you for joining us at this event. So, if you're not sure about how you would respond in scenarios such as this, if you're nervous that you might say or do the wrong thing, you're not alone. Many of us really aren't sure how to respond when we get the sense that a friend or co coworker or a colleague or family member is in an abusive situation. We're not well-equipped to respond to gender-based violence, whether it's intimate partner abuse, sexual assault and harassment, or domestic violence. It's not something that we openly talk about. So no wonder we hold conflicting views about it. A wide poll by the Kenya Women's Foundation found that 90% of people believe everyone has a responsibility to stop gender-based violence. But at the same time, 23% of people say intimate partner violence is none of my business if it doesn't directly involve me. So there is a gap. There is a gap between our anti-violence values and our competence and confidence to play an anti-violence role in real life. In recent years, we've seen increased public awareness and accountability about abuse, uh, abuse of women, girls, and gender diverse people and it's quite a common experience. But increased awareness might obscure the reality that many still view gender-based violence as an ugly, unmentionable topic that should actually stay behind closed doors. And perhaps we're prone to assume abuse is a rare occurrence between dysfunctional people in dysfunctional circumstances, unlikely to happen to people we know and love. Maybe we go even further. Maybe we're prone to judge those who who face abuse, presuming they made the wrong choices to be in that particular position. But our typical mental biases play out in our perceptions of abuse as much as anywhere else in life. Normalcy bias, for example, means that we don't imagine abuse will affect us directly, even as it affects others. Optimism bias means we overestimate favorable outcomes even in unsafe and dangerous situations. The valence effect causes us to think good things are more likely to happen to us and the people we love rather than bad things. The ostrich effect, burying your head in the sand, means we tend to avoid unpleasant information altogether. Yet facts confront our biases head on. 44% of all women in Canada experience psychological, sexual, or physical violence from an intimate partner in their lifetimes. Two thirds of people know a woman who has experienced physical, sexual, or emotional abuse. A woman or girl is killed by violence every 48 hours. Remember, Estimates of gender-based violence rates based on healthcare police reports underestimate its prevalence. Most of this abuse goes completely unreported. The truth though, is that for women, girls, and gender diverse people, especially those vulnerable to racism, ableism, transphobia, homophobia, isolation and poverty, gender-based violence is not an exceptional experience. It happens all the time. And even in our psychological or cultural denial, I believe deep down we know this to be true. Because there's an antithetical sense in which we understand the risk to women, girls, and gender diverse people, we're told to watch our backs, cover our drinks, not accept rides, not party too hard, be out too late, or dress too tight. We're expected to be aware of our environment, know the right streets to stroll, travel in packs, grip our keys, wear sensible shoes, swipe carefully, and don't forget to notice the red flags. We're told we need to defend ourselves, or we're not smart. We live in deep, deep contradictions. So in the grip of under-acknowledged high risk of gendered abuse, even higher for those of us who are marginalized, we're expected to be warriors for our own safety. Be victimized people, but victimized people cannot expect to get safer all on their own. Take it from me. I know what it's like to be trapped in an abusive home because I feared for my life and that of my child. I know what it's like to be at greater risk because I told him I was going to leave. That's why we cannot wait. We have to be proactive about building safety for abuse survivors. And we all have a part to play in transforming our culture, as you heard before, of stigma and silence about abuse to a culture of safety and support for those at risk. The Canadian Women's Foundation launched a signal for help when the COVID pandemic meant those being abused were trapped at home with their abusers. And as you heard before, it means that you need to check in with someone safely because they need help. But within months, the signal for help uh, spread across social media and the news like wildfire, and women and girls across the globe used it to get help in dangerous situations. But the signal is only as good as its response. And just like we train people to do CPR, we knew we could train people to recognize signs of abuse and support their family and friends at risk so that they know they're not alone. Over 50,000 people actually signed up to be signal for help responders and counting. What can you do if you think your friend, family, or coworker is going through abuse? Be nonjudgmental. Let them know you'll support them no matter what. Ask them what they need from you and follow their lead. Second, know that local services crisis lines and employee assistance programs you cannot refer them to for more specialized help from experts. Third, sign up at signalresponder.ca to get the tools, tips, and training to learn how to better support abuse survivors in your life. So imagine along with me what would happen if you did this and you knew how to support that colleague when they turned to you for much needed support. Imagine if everyone in this room and in Canada and across the world made it their business to learn these skills. And finally, imagine with me the impact we could make and the stories we could change. Thank you.
1: Paulette Sr. is the CEO and president of the Canadian Women's Foundation. Paulette spoke at the Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence, presented by the Canadian Women's Foundation. To hear more of these talks, subscribe to the Conversation Piece on your favorite podcast platform. You can register for upcoming events online or at a city near you by visiting thewalrus.ca slash events.